Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on page Tzadik Bey's 92 on the top, the end, near the end of the line. <clears throat> We're just talking about how we finished off that the Aveda of the Karbonis, the service of sacrifices or prayer, is the idea of halab matalamayla, sent from below to above, bringing about a yearning, a thirst, a desire to come back to your source in godliness, and refining the unrefined animal soul of the physical animal or of the animal soul of the human being. And then the acts of kindness and charity is the idea of um, drawing down, pulling down godliness from above to below. And similarly, the whole idea of mitzvahs, of fulfilling the commandments of Hashem, are also um, drawing down a revelation of godliness. Because the commandments are, are compared to the organs of a person, just like the organs are specific channels for revelation, or, um, uh, revelation of, the, of the energy of the soul. Every every different organ has relates to different aspect of the soul, different revelation, and so too the every mitzvah has a different is a different channel for different aspects of godliness, and that's why also the mitzvahs are called mitzvahs havaya, that they are so to say dependent on connected to the the name havaya yud kevavke, which indicates which shows upon different levels of godliness yud is chokma he is bina and so on, and each mitzvah has a connection to each one of those different levels as a channel for those different levels of godliness to fill in channels. Chachma of Hashem, Tzedakah channels the um, Chesed of Hashem, and so on. And all in general, all the mitzvahs, the 620, there are 613 of the um, Torah commandments and the seven rabbinic are all called the 620 light, the pillars of light, because they are pillars which connect the uh, essence of Hashem to the to the floor, just like the pillar connects the the ceiling to the floor, the, the mitzvahs are connecting the essence of Hashem to this physical world and drawing down the keser, the rotzin, the, the divine will of Hashem to this world. Amnam, however, even within the, in, more, in a more specific way, um, within the service of the sacrifices, there is also the, the idea of not just of ascent, but also of a, a drawing down of godliness. Until now, we've just said that the karbanis, the sacrifices are ascent, of the soul of the animal being subsumed, absorbed back in its source. Now, the, in a more specific way, actually, within the sacrifices, we have a, also the idea of Hamshacha, drawing down of godliness, Dehine, to explain that. So, behold, within the idea of love, there are two types, there are two types of love in general. One of the, the first type is the, the type of love which a person has the ability to come to that love with his own power, with his own toil, with his own work, he can reach that level of love of Hashem. That through his contemplation in matters which arouse the idea of love, like in the specific types of contemplations which will arouse the, the emotion of love, he will, be, he will become aroused in, in love for Hashem. 
So obviously there's different types of uh, hispanus. Some type, some types of contemplation arouse fear, more thinking about the the greatness, the loftiness of Hashem, and how Hashem is so like a king who who causes fear to fall upon all his subjects. And then there's types of um, contemplation which are more relate to a closeness to Hashem, and how Hashem is our true life, and He it relates to us in a very a very intimate, deep way which are something which will arouse love. So this is a type of contemplation and type of love which a person has the ability to arouse through his own work, his own contemplation. And this is the love which is according to, which is based on logic and reason. The habeis, and the second type of love, there's a love which comes from above. It's like a gift. It's not according to logic and reason. Rather, through the revelation of godliness, which comes from above, which touches the person from above, a person becomes aroused automatically <coughs> in a love. Unlike this uh, previous love, which he has to work to contemplate specific things to arouse that love, this love is just a gift from above, through a specific type of divine revelation that, which touches his soul and arouses it in this love. This love is not, the person doesn't have the ability to come to himself. Because it is, it's not based on logic and reason on on understanding, and it's not based on your own understanding. Rather, it just comes as a gift, as a divine revelation from above. This this specific um, level of godliness is drawn down into a person's soul, and he all of a sudden feels that, and his soul doesn't know where it comes from, just a gift from above, and all of a sudden he becomes aroused in a certain love. He doesn't know where it's coming from. It's not coming from his own work and contemplation. It's just touching something touched his soul, or some level of godliness touched his soul and aroused him in love. So how does a person come to this level of love, which is a gift from above? It doesn't just happen automatically. It's not something that just happens without any work at all. It's just that your work can't directly evoke that love. But it does come through a certain process. Meaning that after that a person toils himself, works very hard to become aroused, to evoke the love, which he has the ability to come to through his own work, like the first level of love. Through that, he merits to the level of, to the to a revelation of a supernal godly energy that that, that through that revelation coming down and touching his soul, it, it affects within him and brings about within him this love, this, this automatic love, this love which is something above logic, which he cannot come to through his own service, through his own contemplation. But it only comes, you can only merit that gift from above if you first work as hard as you can to arouse the love which comes through your service. And this is now we can understand a deeper interpretation of the what we say in the Shema. You shall love Hashem your God with all your heart. It says, you shall love. There's actually two explanations of what this word means. One of the explanations is that it's a commandment. And this is a commandment that you shall love. God is commanding us to love Him. Obviously, the Baal Shem Tev asks, how, can it, how is it possible to command an emotion? You cannot command emotions. Either a person feels it or he doesn't. You can command a person to do something, to think something, to say something, but you cannot command emotion. <clears throat> so, what does it mean that you shall you shall love? It means, the Baal Shem explains, it's a it's just a commandment on the contemplation on deeply thinking deeply about concepts that will arouse your love for Hashem. That through that contemplation you will automatically be aroused in love. So it's a commandment, you shall love Hashem. Obviously, how do you do that? Through com- 
contemplating what your mind is in control of your emotions. So that's the way that you can sort of say command emotions. It's not really commanding emotions, it's commanding intellect. And through the intellect, you'll come to the emotions. Vahabez, the second explanation of Vahavta is Loshan Havtacha. It's a promise. Soif Chalavili De Ahava. That this is a, a promise that in the end you will come to love. Vahavta, you will love, not you shall love, you will love. That through your work and your toil and the love, which is according to logic and reason, which is according to your contemplation of, of Hashem, of Hashem's greatness, of Hashem's, how Hashem is your true life, all these different contemplations which will arouse love. In the end, you will come, I promise you, you will come to the love, to the supernal love, which, which totally transcends logic and reason. Now, similarly, going back to the service of sacrifices, within the sacrifices are also similarly two levels, which are the supernal fire, which came from above and ate up, so to say, descended from above and ate up the sacrifice on the altar, and there was the fire that was brought from below, from the the kayin, from the, the, the priest that would bring the sacrifice, who would bring also a fire from below, from the pyres of fire on the altar. <clears throat> like the sages say that even though that there was a godly fire that would descend from above and absorb up the the soul of the animal and the whole the whole being of the animal would absorb it would absorb it and suck it up to above mitzvah it was still a commandment it was still a good thing a mitzvah to bring it to bring a fire from below from a simple fire a regular human fire so what does this mean in a deeper sense? That even though that there was a fire that would descend from above, it's still a mitzvah to bring it. It's still a commandment to bring a fire from below. That through the fire from below, through bringing the, the fire from below, the the um, the physical fire on the altar, that's how you're able to access and draw down the supernal godly fire. Behold. So what are these two different types of fires in the in the sacrifices, the one that would come from above and the one from below, the physical fire and the spiritual fire? The, the fire, the physical fire which comes from below, it signifies in our in our service to Hashem. This is the self-nullification the surrender of the ego and the rotze and the yearning that which is brought about in the animal soul through it, the contemplation in its root and its source of where it was drawn down from. That a person contemplates, thinks deeply in the fact that the root of the animal soul is the, is the, um, the animals in the holy divine chariot, which refers to these holy angels, that is the source of the animal soul, and as they are in their source, the source of this animal soul, the source of the animal soul, how it is in its spiritual source in the animals of the chariot, these angels, which, which are these animals, they are in the utmost self-effacement. They have no ego at all. They're totally, they have to- no separate feeling of their separate identities. They're totally nullified to godliness. And they're totally trembling and sweating so to say in, in total trepidation from the fear of Hashem's throne and they have a flaming fiery love with the, with the they have a flaming fiery love with a great excitement 
and enthusiasm to become totally nullified out of their existence, to become totally absorbed in the infinite energy of Hashem. Because of their understanding, their comprehension, that they know and they comprehend how the fact that all their whole their whole energy, their whole vitality, and their whole existence is Me'ir Hashem, Hashem, which from the which comes from the energy of Hashem, the light of Hashem, which flows down upon them, who is only an external, diminished ray of godliness, which has no comparison to the essence of Hashem at all. So, the source of this animal soul, a person contemplates that the source of this animal soul is these holy angels, which are totally nullified to Hashem and have no feeling of separate identity, and they they're in total trepidation and fear and in awe. Of Hashem, and they also have a flaming, fiery love to be to nullify their whole existences and to become totally merged with the infinite energy of Hashem, because of their understanding and how much they comprehend that all of the energy and the life which they receive from the light of Hashem is only a very external, diminished ray of godliness. Which has no comparison to the essence of Hashem. And and on the other hand, the essence of Hashem is totally, totally holy, which means removed and totally removed from them. It has no comparison at all, and they have no way of reaching that holy essence. As, as we say in the, um, <clears throat> as we say at the end of Baruch Shamar, Yochid, the only one, in the life of the world's Melech, King. So what does this mean? That means the first word, Yachid, that he's the only one, means that the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite essence of Hashem, Hashem in his infinite essence, is the Yachdim Yuchad, the only unique, the only true existence. Yachdim Yuchad Betachlis, he's the only true existence which exists. And he has no comparison, you cannot compare him at all to the world's. Because the whole concept of Yachid, there's two different ways to describe Hashem. You can say either he's Yachid or Echod. You could say he's the only one, or he is Echad, the one. Which Yachid, the word term Yachid, the only one, is a, an, implies a lot higher level than Echad, than one. That when you say that Hashem is one, it implies that he is one within the Zion, within the seven firmaments, the seven heavens, and the earth. And that's what the, the Shulchan Aruch says, that when a person says Hashem Echad, and the reading of the Shema, Hashem is one, you're supposed to contemplate that it's that Hashem is one, the Aleph refers to the Alufeshal Elam, the master of the worlds, and how his unity expands over the 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 Ches, Aleph Ches, Echad is spelled Aleph Ches Dalit. The Aleph, the master of the world, is enlivening the Ches, which refers to Ches is the numerical equivalent of eight, which is the seven heavens, like it says in the Gemara, that there's seven different levels in the spiritual heavens, and the the together with the, with the one earth, that totals eight. So he is one in the seven heavens and the earth and in the Dal it is refers to the four um, directions of all of creation. Basically it refers to how Hashem is one with all of creation and, and that refers to the level of godliness which relates to creation which is diminished and has a relationship with creation. That is Echad. That's how that's what is implied by the term one when you say one that Hashem is one. That's when you compare Hashem to the world. I mean, that's relating to a level of godliness which has what somewhat of a relationship to worlds. It's the more diminished, contracted level of godliness. But when you use the term Yachid about Hashem, the unique only one, that's referring to the, how, Hashem is, how Hashem is in His pure essence, 
and how he totally does not have any relationship to worlds at all. Um, so that's Yochid, when we say in the end of Baruch Shamar, Hashem is the only true existence, referring to Hashem's essence, not how he has lowered himself to relate to creation, but how he totally transcends creation, how he is in his essence, in all the worlds. Uh, like it says, Kula everything before him is as if it doesn't exist compared to that essence, because he is totally transcends and is not within the realm of creation on that level. Uh, when we say that Hashem is the life of all the worlds, that only, like it says, it continues, life of all the worlds, king. That the fact that Hashem enlivens all the worlds, that is only from the level of godliness, which is called king, um, which is the level of kingship, which is the level of Malchus, the lowest of the ten spheres, which relates to the more, more diminished, contracted level ray of godliness. Which is the, which also the level of Shmoy. The name, which the name of a person is totally external to the essence of the person, doesn't tell you anything about his essence, about his, about his personality, about his emotions. So, too, that whole idea of kingship and name is synonymous. It's this in external levels of godliness. Just a name and an external ray of godliness. Just like the name of a person which has no comparison to the essence of the person at all. Which the name of a person is just an external ray from that person, which is totally, um, which is totally a, um, the essence of the person is totally concealed, um, concealed compared to that name, compared to the external name of the person. And this is also a level of godliness, an external ray of godliness, which is just totally concealed by creation because it encloses within creation in an internal way and becomes hidden by the physicality in which it encloses. So, this is all Yochi, this is the essence of Hashem, how He totally transcends creation, and all the creation is totally nullified to that essence. How Hashem descends and becomes the life of the world is only from the level of Melech, how He is the king, how He contracts His divine energy and relates to creation. So, and that is the, that is the level which all of the angels are being enlivened by, the more external ray of godliness. And when they understand that, that their whole energy comes from, when we understand, when they understand, the angels understand what their whole energy comes from that contracted, contracted energy of godliness, they totally wanted to yearn, the yearn to come connected to the true existence, which is only Hashem and His true essence, and to leave their limited existence, which has no comparison to Hashem's essence whatsoever. Uh, like we explained in the previous Maimur. And just like the name of a person has no comparison to the person at all, and it's just a external ray of the person, which you cannot really tell anything about the person himself just from his name, so too, the level of Hashem, how Hashem is the king, when we, we call Hashem king, that is just the more external level of godliness how Hashem is already relating to creation. Um... That is just the external diminished ray of godliness, which is no comparison to the essence of Hashem whatsoever. And the whole idea of the concept of the Hashem being a creator and bringing into existence worlds, and the fact that He enlivens creation and clothes into creation and gives it an inner energy. So these are two concepts the fact that He creates everything which is actually a higher level, the fact that it's a lot higher level that he creates everything from nothing to something, and the fact that he is the inner energy of all of creation, that's only because of the lower level, how Hashem already relates to creation, how he's lowered himself from his divine 
pure essence and has become the king over creation. The Lefisha al on the the being that Hashem arose in Hashem's will to become king, that I will become king, I want to be king over something, over creation, and the whole concept of a king cannot exist without a nation to become king over because of that desire to become king, that's why Hashem contracted him, uh, lowered himself and contracted his divine energy to, to um, bring worlds into existence and to vivify them, to enliven them with the inner energy, with a um, vitality, with the inner vitality. And concerning this, aspect of divinity which lowers which become which becomes contract and diminished and relates to creation like a king relates to his nation about that about that it's the verse says who has lowered it says who about hashem who has lowered himself to see to watch over the heavens and the earth so that refers to the lower the level of godliness which is already lowered him itself so to say which is already contract and diminished and relates to the heavens and earth relates to creation a commimer and also like this, the, the Gemara says, In the place of his greatness, that is where you find his humility. That What does that mean? The, the, the deeper, the, the, the simple explanation is whenever in the verse it talks about Hashem's greatness, it also always mentions his humility to show that Hashem is truly, is truly uh, the greatest of all greats. He doesn't just pride himself in greatness. His greatness doesn't make him so haughty, so to say. Whenever we talk about his greatness, he always refers back to his humility. And But the deeper explanation is whenever we can speak about the concept of Hashem being great, that we can describe anything about Hashem, that already shows that this is a level of his humility, of his lowering himself relating to creation. That's why we can already talk about him and describe how great he is. You can only relate to Hashem how he already lowered himself and contracted himself. Whereas his essence is totally transcends all, all description and all um, definition. So this is also relating to Hashem, how Hashem lowers himself to relate to creation, how he, so to say, humbles himself to relate to creation. Being that this is a great descent and lowering to Hashem to relate to creation. And that is why the king is also called the earth. Like the Zayar says, it says the earth will forever stand. And the Zayar comments on that verse, this refers to the Knesset Yisrael, the congregation of Israel, which refers to the level of Malchus, the lowest of the ten spheres, which relates to our year, how Hashem contracted His divine energy and to relate to creation. Being that the level of Melech, the king, how Hashem is the king, which is the level of godliness, which is the life of the world. So is a great lowering and a great descent compared to Hashem's inner essence, to his essential being. And even compared to how the level of Malchus, which is the lowest of the ten spheres, but how that level is in its higher source and root. Even compared to that, the how Malchus, how Malchus ends up descending and relating to creation, and comparing that how Malchus descends to creation and how Malchus is back in its source, also a huge descent for Malchus. So that is why the um, that is why Malchus is called Eretz. Malchus is called Earth, because Malchus is the lowest of the ten spheres, the level of the level of divinity which relates to the Earth, which relates to creation, and. Even Malchus, how it is in its source, compared to Malchus, how it descends to creation, is a huge descent. Like it says in Sefer Apardes from Moshe Cardovero, 
the Eretz Zeu Pinas HaTachtoyna Shabamalchus that when we when we say the word Eretz in any part, any place in Scripture earth that always refers to the lowest level of malchus shenas and makar le'ilamis the level of malchus not not how it is in its source how it is subsumed and absorbed into the divine source but how it has already become a source for creation which this is only a external diminished divine uh, ray of divinity the cholzeh and now going back to the angels that the cholzeh yoidim masikim hasrafim and all of this aforementioned contemplation, the fact that all of creation has no comparison whatsoever to Hashem's essence and everything just receives from a diminished, contracted ray of godliness which has no comparison to Hashem himself, just like the name of a person has no comparison to the person himself. Just how the idea of being a king has no comparison to the king, to the king's essential qualities, his mind and his heart. These are all just how how Hashem and how the King is already lowering Himself to relate to His subjects through creation. So all of this, the the angels, that's called the Serafim, the angels which are the source of the animal soul, um, they understand and comprehend this that how their whole energy that they receive from Hashem is nothing compared to the truth of Hashem's existence. That's why they say Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. The praise of the angels that Hashem is holy, holy, holy. They say it three times. Hashem's voice, the Hashem who is the Lord of hosts, who rules over all of all of the hosts of creation, all the angels and all the planets and all the stars. That in order in order that there should be able to be Hashem's voice, Hashem should be the ruler over all of creation all over the host of creation which the sages interpret what does tzvois mean he is a sign within his tzvodile within his um, within his legions of hosts which refers to the planets and the angels it has to be three times kaddish three times holy which these three times holy refer to three different types of contractions of the divine energy in order to come down and finally relate to be to be a sign amongst his creations meaning to, in order for him to relate to creations it has to be three times three different types of contractions which is showing how far Hashem in his essence is from creation and the angels comprehend that and that's why they praise Hashem and say Three times holy. They're so in order for you to relate to you, you yourself, Hashem, to relate to creation, you need to have three different intense contractions of that energy to relate to creation. Um, and that's what it says. Ois which was made up of two words. Tzava, which is a which refers to the hosts of creation, all the different planets and and angels, and then it also is made up of ois, a letter or a sign. Which letters also are very always relate to a diminished ray of godliness. Just like letters have no comparison to the idea which is being channeled and expressed through those letters. As you see that when you when you mix up the letters and you don't spell words with them, then they have no meaning in and of themselves. Only when you put them together do they become a channel, a special a, a vessel, so to say, to contain a concept. So Hashem is just a letter, so to say, which refers to the diminished, contracted ray of godliness within His legions of hosts of creation. Only through th- three times Kaddish, three intense contractions. And each each contraction of these three contractions makes it so the essence of Hashem is even more separated and removed from the this contracted ray of godliness and from creation. And through these three intense contractions and diminishments of the divine energy, that is how Hashem becomes a ois, a letter, so to say, within his 
hosts of creation, with meaning that's how he becomes Pchinas Ha'ar how he relates to creation with just the external contracted ray of godliness. And concerning this a contemplation, how all of creation just receives from an external ray of godliness, that is the whole lengthy explanation of what we go through when we say the blessing of the Shema. We're really talking about how all of creation just receives from a very diminished ray of godliness. Like we say, like we say in the next page, Tzadik Gimel on the top, he forms, Hashem forms his ministering angels, Hashem Hashem and that his, and he, and his, another mention of his uh, ministering angels, when it says that Hashem f- forms his ministering angels that, re- angels, that refers to the angels which are renewed every day, and when they're in, when they experience this overwhelming fiery love and yearning to become subsumed in their source and absorbed in their creator, they become totally, they expire, they become totally uh, nullified out of their existence and absorbed in their source, and then they basically become oismetzias, they lose their their independent identities, and then and then they become renewed again every day, Hashem has to renew them because of this intense desire they have to lose their identities within their Creator. We'll stop there, three lines from the top of the page, and this is all just talking about that the the whole way that the fire, the fire from below, what is the fire from below? that we said that we have to bring onto the altar and that relates to that relates to two different types of love the love which the first love is the love we generate through our contemplation of Hashem and the second love we said is a gift after you reach the highest you could reach and this this first love then you're given a gift from above a revelation of divine energy which touches your soul which arouses you a uh, love which is totally transcends logic so this um, fire which we would bring onto the altar from below the physical fire that refers to in our service of prayer that refers to the our contemplation of the angels what the angels experience that they go through this intense nullification and yearning to lose their existences in the essence of Hashem because they understand how they only are experiencing a diminished contracted ray of godliness and that's what we are supposed to contemplate when we're going through the blessings of the Shema thinking about how all these angels which is the source of our animal soul which is the real source of our animal soul, are experiencing this intense desire to lose their identities, their separate identities within their Creator. And that's why we speak about this very at length in the blessings of the Shema, how the angels lose their identity. And that is going to bring about, eventually, a certain submission, a subduing of the animal soul. When the animal soul starts to feel that, wait, my source is lose, is is a very holy source, these holy angels which want to lose their whole physical, they want to lose their feeling of separateness. They want to nullify their beings to Hashem. And this is the whole purpose of the saying the blessings of the Shema before the Shema is to prepare ourselves to arouse this love of Hashem, the fire which we bring onto the altar of prayer to to uh, refine our animal souls. We'll stop there on the top of page Tzadik Gimel. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, 
and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb.gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.